Aloha, my friends. In today's episode, I have a very special guest. Her name is Ashley Ventrice. She is a former teacher turned homeschool mama, turned back to a teacher to all these amazing homeschool families through her business called Blooming Buddies Co. And I'm going to tell you, we talk all about her homeschool journey, how she found this business, how she's helping other homeschool families, and her vision for the future on what more she has to bring, not only to homeschool families, but definitely to little girls out there to help empower them, show them that they could really change the world. So I'm so excited for this episode and all her information will be in my show notes. So definitely go and check her out, follow her on all the social media platforms and connect with her. But before you do that, listen to this episode, soak it all in, and I can't wait for you to hear all the great things she is doing. Aloha mamas, you've made it to the Homeschooling Entrepreneur Mom podcast. I'm Kavaya Quinn, RN turned full-time entrepreneur and homeschool rock star to five kiddos. I know you're frustrated with homeschooling. You know there's a way to make it fun, but you haven't figured it out yet and you're overwhelmed with combining homeschool and making money from home. You're wishing for a way to integrate homeschooling and building a business while giving your kiddos the gift of entrepreneurship. So if you're ready to create a homeschool filled with fun and adventures while you're making money, get your favorite mama juice and throw your hair in a messy bun. Let's get to work. Aloha friends. Today we have such a special guest on this episode. It is a wonderful mother and she is one of my newest friends on Instagram. I love how we got connected. Her name is Ashley Ventrice. She is the founder of Blooming Buddies Co. and she has two beautiful daughters, a bunch of dogs. I know that she said she, <laughs> she's like there's dogs and I love that because she is an animal lover and what I'm going to do is I'm going to have Ashley just introduce herself a little bit more because I'm excited to have her on my podcast today. She's going to be sharing a lot of nuggets about being an entrepreneur, about being a homeschooler, about just being a mom, a woman. It's going to be such a great episode with her. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. So I love, love, love connecting with you. And honestly, I found your podcast by just typing in homeschool and you popped up and I had you in my earbuds vacuuming away. And I just really love listening to you. You've been such an inspiration. Oh, thank you so much. And <laughs> that, truly, that is what I envisioned like listeners to do because I'm like, you got to be a a mom to relate to majority of the things I am talking about. You are so right because we juggle all things. We're the chef, the maid, the you know everything. everything. So yeah. Yes. So tell. <laughs> let's get started with telling me how you got started with homeschooling. Sure. I feel like it's been quite the journey and a long road. Um, I want to say that growing up, my father had his own business. So as a little girl, I have looked up to him and my mother because she has worked with him as well. And they started this business um, when I was very young. So I feel like the blessings that it has given our family, just like the free time together and everything. And my brother and I were involved as well. I thought that was so special that I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. However, I didn't know in what. 
So there my journey began. And what you didn't know about me is that I actually went to school for business marketing and I was a fashion design minor. <laughs> so I worked in the fashion world for a little while and I was there till like 10 o'clock at night and I was very young. I was in my twenties and I thought to myself, wow, I know I want to have children. I love working with children because you know, I did the nannying, the babysitting and all that. Um, and I kind of just took a step back and reflected. My grandfather had told me for years, you're going to be a teacher. I didn't believe him. <laughs> um, to the point where I actually went back to school while having a full-time fashion job. So it was very taxing, but I did it. I was young, you know, um, and you know, my grandfather had always said, you're going to be a teacher. I walked into my first classroom and he had already passed after he told me I was going to be a teacher, but the lights flickered in my classroom. And to this day, I still see flickering lights and I feel like it's him, you know, just like sending some light down on me. But, um, so I became a teacher, absolutely loved it. Then I had two beautiful little girls and with my second, I said, you know what, I'm going to be home with my little girls. With my first, she actually had, uh, been diagnosed with something called PFAPA, which it's an acronym for a very long term, which I won't bore you with, but basically it is um, a fever syndrome. It's an autoimmune disease in which my daughter would get a fever every other week and they'd be high, high fevers. For a while, we didn't um, know what it was. It took a while to diagnose, but I was constantly battling, like staying home with her, and getting a substitute teacher and going to all these doctor's appointments. And I look back now and I'm like, why did I put myself through this? Why? Why didn't I not think of homeschool? Why did I not think of teaching children from my home as well? But it didn't dawn on me until today. <laughs> the pandemic hit and we went through that second half where it was virtual learning. My daughter does have a learning disability. So it was very taxing and you might say, oh, wow, your daughter didn't like virtual learning, but you have an online business. How strange, <laughs> but, um, it's very different. And I feel like there's such a misconception when I bring up virtual learning. So, um, yes, my daughter and I were ripping our hair out with the public school virtual, virtual learning. And I think it's because it was an all day event. It was constantly being glued to that computer, doing worksheets. And it's not like that in my classes. And I know that my parents will tell you that as well because they see such um, a change in their, their child who's home with them, homeschooling with them. Um, it really has, gain such a community in which, you know, the moms get to chat, the children get to chat, and our classes are very hands-on, engaging. We get to do freeze dance a lot. I have them do silly things like Simon Says, or we'll dance to like the latest Disney song. Um, so it's really fun. Um, we play with lots of Play-Doh. We do salt writing in trays. 
And it just really is such a wonderful learning experience. It's just 30 minute sessions. Right now I've got a great kindergarten class in which, you know, my little kindergartners hold up their work and they're so proud of themselves. So I really love the community that I have built with my families. I love that. I love that you have turned virtual learning into such a positive thing because I get it when homeschooling started for many people, it was during the pandemic um, because they were burnt out of virtual learning. And um, I love that you were able to take something that probably left such a bad taste in so many parents' mouths, like virtual learning, we're not doing yes. that. Distance learning, I don't know. And you turned it into light, you know, you took something so dark and you turned it into light. So that is incredible. And I want to talk a little bit more about that for a little bit more um, part of this episode, because you're talking how you have a community of parents and kids and um, your kindergarten class. And I was going to ask you what the ages were, but is it just kindergarten right now? Do you think about expanding it in the future? Sure. So my largest cl class right now is kindergarten. I do provide all the curriculum. I, um, so my kindergarten class, the max will be six because I want it to be intimate. I want the children to get to know each other. They share every morning. We have show and tell or we'll go on a scavenger hunt. Can you find a specific shape? Something that begins with this letter. So they really love coming to class, telling me, you know, about their day or their favorite stuffed animal. It's very cute. Um, I do have a science class in which we're learning about Arctic animals right now. So we just had a whole um, class about, you know, the Arctic habitat, penguins. Um, the students got to vote on polar bears or penguins and they wanted to learn about penguins. So um, we actually just ended our unit with a great science experiment. Um, so we actually learned about how um, penguins stay warm in the cold and their feathers have this oily substance on them. So we colored in a penguin with our crayons and made it really waxy. And then we sprayed it with um, blue food coloring with water and it would peel up into beads. And then they saw how it just dripped off the page. So it was really great. Um, I did teach top class. So that was more of a sensory class. And we learned about farm animals and what you probably didn't know about me, I do teach early intervention as well, part-time only for a local hospital. So I work with children who um, have developmental delays but most of them are speech delays. So I go in and I work with them on the computer. I work with 18 month year olds. And um, so I did start a top class with Blooming Buddies as well. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, fact, <laughs> I am learning along with all of you listeners how incredible this mom is. Like this woman is so incredible with all the different teaching she took such a gift that I know like your grandpa saw in you and just you. like turned it into magic for <laughs> all these little ones because um I have two young ones my daughter is going to be three next okay. month 
and then my baby he's a year and a half he'll be two in the summer and I know people are like oh well you technically don't homeschool all five you only homeschool three your oldest I'm like no my two babies have play school all the time because they are sponges oh definitely Yes, so early intervention in my tech school is all learning through play. We take our little farm animals and we hop them in water and they, we give them some baths and we talk about the sound. So learn through play is so important. It is. And I love how you said that because I feel like a lot of um, the kindergarten classes have turned yeah. into so academic um, driven versus play it's almost like right so that was one of my motivations to changing my homeschool because when I first started I thought it had to be done like traditional school and then I was like wait this is not fun yeah (laughs) not fun I agree with you right for the kids for me I'm like there has to be a better way yeah so I just hearing the experiments you do, you know, the playing, um, the kids, I can just imagine their faces just being lit up by all these things they're doing. They're learning, like, even though they're just learning virtually, they get to have hands-on experience right there and take that and just apply it. Yes, thank you. Who knows what they're doing in their house right now, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like to incorporate a lot of movement because I know it's developmentally appropriate. I mean, even adults. And how long can you really sit without dozing off or dazing off, you know? Um, I felt that way in college. Amen. <laughs> you know, we were adults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, and, it, and your body needs movement for yes. it to just feel better, not nothing else if anything just to feel better like think of you like you said sitting for so long you need to stand up you need to stretch you need to move your body you need to like shake things out and um it's It's like a little reset (laughs) right and it's so natural for kids to just automatically do that it's almost like adults resist as much as we can yes you're right and if i see anybody getting antsy on the screen i'm like okay we're gonna get up and we're gonna dance and you know, just that quick movement gets them right back to working and learning. Yes, and that's huge um, for for your class, for your kids, and even for parents to see too. Um, I can just imagine how much the parents are learning from their kids, from you teaching their kids. You're, that's so funny that you say that because it's almost like I'm coaching the parents as well. And they're like, oh, wow, I never thought to do this at home. And then they've taken what I have taught them and then they use it every day. So it's so wonderful. Yeah, I, I take what I've used in the classroom and brought it right here. And the parents love it. And most parents sit in on it. I've had dads, I've had grandmothers sit in on it. So, um, and they don't have to sit in on it as well. You know, usually my older students, they're, you know, my science experience class, you know, first grade and up to third grade, they can sit with me without, you know, a parent sitting by, even our, my kindergartners, but the parents love to sit in and enjoy too. Right. And they 
they've seen their child go from not reading to reading, which is so wonderful. That's yeah. amazing. Like, I feel like that's one of the reasons why they want to sit there because they see how much their child has literally bloomed from this class. Yes, blooming like, buddies. <laughs> right. Like just hearing that, I'm like, that's the reason why. Like there's they're watching their kids who probably were like closed up or went into a shell during the pandemic with all the things going on, they probably closed up and to see them like be more expressive, you know, enjoy it, love learning. That's yeah. probably a huge thing just for the parents alone to see that. Yes, I agree with you. And I also think that parents enjoy it because they can sit and be engaged as much as they want, or they can like sit back and just kind of like, just have a little break. And some students do better with um, other teachers too. So it's it's good just to get that break and another person in there. I mean, it's only 30 minutes out of your day. Um, and then, you know, the mom is homeschooling the rest of the day, but it's just that change of pace that's really cool too. I appreciate that you said that because um, I think a lot of people, when they come into homeschooling, they think, they have to do everything by themselves. Yeah. And, and automatically their brain is like, nope, I'm not doing this. There's no way I can do it all. And I tell people all the time, I don't do it all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I yeah. train other people to help me. I agree with you. So obviously I have an online business, but um, I don't know how to sing. I don't know anything about music whatsoever. So I have my daughter going to an online voice coach and an online um, piano coach because I, I don't know how to teach that. So exactly. Yeah. And, and for us, we found a in-person drop-off homeschool class. Oh, that's wonderful. My three oldest oh. boys go. So my oldest goes on Tuesdays and my two middle boys they go on Thursdays, they actually learn the same thing um, mm -hmm. in STEM course. So oh, they, fun. so fun, the things. I love STEM. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even learn that in college. <laughs> no, that, that's definitely a new thing, um, but it's so much fun. It is. Building future engineers for sure. For yeah. sure. And <laughs> it blows my mind, my five-year-old, just the other day, he goes, mom, so their unit they're doing right now they're doing mag magnets but I think a couple of weeks ago they were doing levers 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 uh -huh. and um my five-year-old is like had his Duplo Legos and he's like we made a lever like, <laughs> with okay. the Legos right I was like what do wow. you mean you know like, <laughs> I'm just looking at this Lego and then it had a little tilting Hinge, yeah yeah and he's like he grabbed the marble and he put it in it and he tipped it and it was the lever. I was like, I was amazed. I was like, oh, that is so great. That's wonderful. Right. See, I, when you see that, you're like, wow. Right. <laughs> like, this is why. This is, this is why. This I'm is why it. I homeschool because they're not getting that in public schools. I, I came from teaching in public school. So, yes. And similar, like, I'm trying to remember what I remembered. Like, I love my classes I, mm -hmm. I my teachers from public school I still I had the best kindergarten and first grade teacher but I don't remember like these concepts that they they're learning and mm -hmm. doing a lot of the hands-on engineering and activities it's 
it blows my mind. So I'm like, wow, this is incredible. Yeah. And I feel like the standards have changed so much from when we were in kindergarten. I remember having like a kitchen play set in our kindergarten, but today they don't have any toys, you know, and that's the whole concept of learning through play, you yeah. know, I feel like yeah. it really does need to come back around um, mm -hmm. because that's where they get engaged so much more is learning through play. And even my older ones, I try hard not to stop that. I try hard not to stop the learning through play because I know there are, like you said, sometimes they learn better from another teacher. Sometimes they learn way better than from a book. Like I know I learn better from not looking at a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could go into all the types of learners too. I mean, there's yeah. so many ways of learning. I think you touched upon that actually, right? Yeah. Yes. Remember I've, I've, I've yeah. touched upon that because like, I love how you brought that up because a lot of people don't even know. A lot of parents right. don't know what type of learner their kids are. And so what they do is, as the parent, they think about what works for me as, you know, when I learn and then I'm just going to show the kid and he should get it. And yes, exactly. Just like the, the five ways of love language or yes. you give what you, you like, you know, and it's the same with teaching. Yes. It's the same with learning. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, yeah. so cool. And I'm, I'm appreciate you for sharing that because just hearing what you do and all of like, I'm pretty sure the joy you're bringing not only to the kids, but also to their parents. Um, what I see right there is that you are changing like generations, because like you said, the, the playing, the play kitchens, all those things have been taken away. But for you to just, you know, instill play back into kindergarten mm -hmm. and like early learning and all those things, that is now changing like the generations yet to come, like you're starting with these kids and then it's going to be, it's going to be felt way down the line. And that's one thing I appreciate about you. I'm pretty sure you're like, I didn't think of that, but like, <laughs> thank you. No, I didn't actually. <laughs> right. But it really starts with our kids. It's like how, when people go, how do we change the next generation? It does start. It start with you. How do you teach your kid? What are you doing with your child? We, we are in a world right now where we're so dictated by time, wasting time, trying to hurry up and get somewhere, you know, um, the pressures of money, work, all these things now with everything that's going on in the world. So like, we don't have enough time to do this where or our time is just filled with so many other things that when it comes to our kids, it's almost like they get the short end of the stick and they, you know, as long yeah. as you're learning, as long as you know, you're going to school and it's like, you're right. I, I actually had just made a post about the hurried child. Have you ever read that? No. Yes. So basically it, it, it's kind of about this child who's hurried off from school, then to this activity, soccer Monday, um, karate Tuesday, Wednesday, book club. I, I'm making it up, but basically this child is so hurried. He has no time at home and that's such a stressor. Mm -hmm. So children really do need that free play. Um, and there was a quote from the book. It said, we hurry our children because we are hurried. And mm. it's true. 
It is. So, um, but that's been such a blessing of homeschool. It has simplified our lives so much. And people who do not homeschool don't understand it. But I, I can't, I can't be more thankful for what um, God has given to us because he has put us here and it has been such a beautiful journey. I get all this extra time home with my children. I can teach and do what I really, truly enjoy with other children. And to say what you said um, with the stressors, like this world's so stressful with what's going on and children hear what's going on. They see what's going on. They're, they're like sponges, like you said. So they take that and they, they need play. They need that time, that free time just to enjoy life because it takes the stress away, you know? Um, so it's so important for our children. That is their way, um, their stress release. That, that's their yeah. way to release that because mm -hmm. um, that's, that's their coping mechanism. That's what they learn to do, to play, to laugh to imagine yes right. oh yes yeah. i love pretend play that is just the things you could do with pretend play is right amazing as it is yeah we have a fort right now in my oh living. we love forts. <laughs> <laughs> and and i don't mind it taking up my living room because <laughs> Because, right right i'm like i don't mind that because when they get in there they play they enjoy it even my 11 year old i i'm like no i want everyone to just keep on playing don't forget that you can play you know don't don't forget and it's a great reminder for myself too me and my husband because like you said we are hurried yes for us to go okay we need to play too yeah but, <laughs> I imagine you all in there with like fake snowballs having like a snowball fight. Or right. We, we, like I was telling you earlier, we have we had birthday celebrations. So there was like balloons hanging from the ceiling. Oh, like, <laughs> there's like a fort. And then I'm like looking at my house going, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know my house. looks. My house is filled with craft supplies. My poor husband, he's like, oh, <laughs> right. away somewhere. But um, it's for a good cause. It's for such like, like you said, when you see the benefits that flourish from your kids mm -hmm. and also like the relationships that you are building, the conversations you're having, that is huge for me. Like going back to why I do homeschooling, mm -hmm. it overtakes all the stress and the bad days and the complaining because <laughs> yeah you're right oh my daughter used to give me such a hard time going to public school before all this began and from everything from getting dressed to having breakfast to she didn't want to leave she didn't want to get out on the carpool line everything was a struggle now she's up and ready okay let's learn what are we doing today like it's just amazing to see the difference. I'm like, no brainer. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I feel like what needs to happen is sometimes parents, they can't take the big leap into homeschooling. It's too scary. And yes. you having Blooming Buddies is such a gift because that's not a huge leap. That's almost <laughs> like a baby step to show them 
you know what, you don't have to do this on your own. Um, also things that can help is I want, I, I always encourage people to go and follow all the homeschooling moms. Yes. Don't just follow one or two. Like you got to follow a minimum of five to 10 because we do things differently. So differently. Yes. There's different types of homeschoolers for sure. Yes. Yes. And then like you can see, get an idea of like who you relate to more. Maybe somebody has a child that um, you can relate to that's similar to your child or their learning and so forth, or maybe have resources like you who can help them get started easier. And speaking of resources, I know that you are in the works of making a webinar for homeschooling families. Would you like to talk a little bit more about that? I am, sure. Yes, so because I was a teacher and because now I'm a homeschooler, um, I kind of have that background of what would make the perfect homeschool as well. So my webinar is everything from how to get started to organization, um, to set up morning meetings, where you could find other homeschoolers. Um, we're also having an actual in-person, well, in-person quote unquote Zoom meeting. So any Q&A that they have, any questions. So there's a whole bunch of things that I want parents to know that it's, it's you have a community, you have somebody that can guide you through. Yeah. Awesome. And who would this, like, who would the ideal person be for this? Or is there like certain types of things, um, characteristics of a person? Like if they're like, okay, I don't know, I'm not sure if this is for me. Should they be homeschooling yet? Should they be thinking about it? Kind of a both? I think it's both. And I could even say it's, you know, for that stay-at-home mom who has a preschooler, you know, how how to get organized at home to setting up morning baskets and, you know, being able to prep breakfast while your child's doing their morning breakfast and how to meal plan. I mean, I feel like it's, it's for anybody, not just specifically a homeschooler, but, you know, moms who have children at home. I love that. Yeah. Because that's how I discovered homeschooling. I discovered it? right. I discovered yeah. homeschooling when my oldest was in preschool. He um, he was going to a parent participating preschool, so mm -hmm. it's like kind of homeschooling already. Okay, <laughs> right. yeah. And we'd go to preschool, had a community. Um, the parents would participate in the learning mm -hmm. uh, and in the teaching. So yeah. that was pretty cool. So it gave me like some confidence to do something. Yes, I was gonna say, it probably built your confidence. It, it did. Um, I thought I was sending him to public school after that. <laughs> so <laughs> I wasn't mentally prepared just yet. Um, but then I love how you just said for stay-at-home moms who have preschoolers, mm -hmm. because there are a lot of moms who I've talked to right now who have two, three, four-year-olds mm -hmm. who are like, I'm not sure if I wanna send my kid to public school or traditional school. Um, I've been thinking about homeschooling, but I don't know if I can do it. I don't know where to start. And it can be overwhelming. That's why I say follow maybe five to 10. That's it. Like don't, don't follow and go on YouTube and then go look at blogs. You're going to get overwhelmed. 
I agree with you. It definitely can be extremely overwhelming. And thankfully, I had a teaching background. Um, but I have to say there's such great resources out there. And even Facebook, you can join all these homeschool mom groups and just really connect with other people and who are like-minded as well, which is great. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and I think that's the moral of that is find your people. So go follow. It's okay to unfollow if you're like, that's not really my person. Let me go find another homeschooler on Instagram or whatever. And then, like you said, Facebook groups. I, I'm a part of a whole bunch of Facebook groups too. And it's great to, they have all types. If you ever look, go, go look in groups. They have like <laughs> how to set up your homeschool to homeschooling for preschoolers to homeschooling for this age. And it's yeah. just great communities to just dive into, see what um, you can do, how you can get started. And, and so far, like there are resources out there. So you will never be alone. I feel like it's going to be the opposite. You're like, there's going to be so much. There is definitely a lot out there. A lot. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm so grateful that you got to share all of that with, with my um, listeners. And, you know, the last thing I want to end with, because we were just kind of talking about this a little bit before we got into this episode, but I remember we were talking about just women because today is when we are recording this it's international women's day you're right right (laughs) (laughs) came to my head (laughs) and we just started having this conversation about how it's been generations of women have been taught to really not speak their truths um in the sense of you know, you're taught as a little girl to just like sit down, you know, be nice, don't ruffle any feathers, um, just, you know, let you're good, quote unquote, if you let other people go first, if you just dim your light, if you yeah. don't speak your mind, um, that all those things is not good for you. So I remember we were talking about how as women now, grown women, (laughs) we have to work through those things and we don't want to do that for our daughters, right? You're so right. And I feel like it was such a challenge, even for myself, opening up a business, just working through it because there's a lot of ups and downs. I'm not going to lie and sugarcoat everything. And there's um, a lot of pressure, I feel like, on women when they do tend to open up their own business. And I feel like I wish we could all just support each other and support one another, especially, you know, when a woman's opening up their own business. And I mean, I I told you in the future, I would love to do this um, course for children, specifically girls, building their self-esteem and confidence. Um, So that's in the future works, but... (laughs) I've got a lot to do now. Yes, that's okay. That will come. That will come. And that's, that is needed. Um, Just from my experience where I just came back from a training in Sedona, it was for a goddess yoga trainer. And basically what it is, it was a lot of, um, it's a type of yoga inspired um, teaching where there's a lot of healing work 
and it's really about women who may have gone through well i'm gonna say a lot of us have gone through some kind of trauma some kind of limb we all have some kind of limiting beliefs we have you know things we have to break through especially when you step into your power like building your own business deciding to go against the grain saying i'm going to homeschool <laughs> when everybody's yes. like what yeah <laughs> i totally agree with you i've heard it all <laughs> i really have you're right and there is that mental aspect of you've got to almost give yourself a pep talk <laughs> like yes. you can do this <laughs> But yet you don't have that community because maybe the people surrounding you don't really understand what the homeschool is about or understand what your business is about. So, um, I, you know, I think that's what it really comes from, from the outsiders. And then you kind of, um, get discouraged for sure. Right. Right. There's, yeah. I feel like as an entrepreneur, you the longer you stay an entrepreneur the more personal development you have to do to build up your courage your confidence your um knock down the limiting beliefs and all this generational hardships that was taught to you and it's it's like going through not just building a business but going through you know all the discouraging comments, all the naysayers, even men and women like <laughs> trying to pull you down sometimes yeah. or or tell you to play small. And yes, all of those things are going to make such a great part of your, you know, your course or conference, whatever you develop for these little girls, because they need it. They really do need it. And my daughter will be there. <laughs> Oh, my daughter would be there wherever, whatever you make. I'll be so happy to have her. That's so sweet. <laughs> because it is needed. It's so needed for our generation, for future generations, for all these little girls who are looking up to us, your daughters, they're looking up to you and they are so inspired. Like, I'm pretty sure they're so proud of their mom. Oh, for, thank you. We're doing such incredible things. And they don't they probably don't know that it's against the norm. They don't. They actually want to have a sister veterinarian business of their own. I'm like, yes, I'm raising entrepreneurs. <laughs> and and that's that's how you change the next generation. You start with your home. I, I listen, I think girls could run the world, really. Yes we can we so can because yeah. when you start changing ideas thoughts when you don't like just imagine this your daughters are not gonna grow up with that limiting belief that women not are not supposed to have a business you know or like it's hard for a woman to have a business they're not gonna grow up with that that is so that's so true and i didn't even think about that thank you for saying that yeah you're right they they don't have those blinders on i'm you know yeah it's going through things that that you you're already fighting through and you're like i'm not teaching that to my kid <laughs> <laughs> yes right another I, blessing of homeschooling <laughs> yeah thank you yeah no I, I mean as a female it definitely is challenging and as an entrepreneur female 
It is so challenging. There's a lot of red tape there. Really. Yeah. Even if it's your own business and you're not in corporate America, you still get it. Yes. Right. You still get it all the time. And, you know, it's, I appreciate you for just keep on going and keep dreaming bigger, thinking bigger. I love having this conversation with you. We're like, I'm going to have this next, have <laughs> this next, because it should never stop. Like you should continue to find, I feel like God puts us in these places because this is the stepping stones we need to our bigger purpose. These are the stepping stones we need you, to get through. You are so right. Everything has been a stepping stone. And I look back and I'm like, wow. Why did I not see it then? Like, but I am where I am. So I'm so thankful and blessed. Right. Yeah. And you're and you're here at the right moment because mm -hmm. so much more big things are happening for you. I already know it. I'm I can see it. Thank I'm excited you. for you. So before we finish, we probably might have to do this again or something because <laughs> I love it. Definitely probably before your webinar happens. I know you told me we're going to start looking out for it probably june july yeah so tell everybody where's the best place to get in contact with you um definitely instagram blooming buddies co or facebook blooming buddies co so nice. both of them are the same yeah. i have a web page bloomingbuddy.com <laughs> blooming buddies was taken so oh, that's okay <laughs> it's there so yeah. she will send me all her information that way i can have it all in the show notes for you all so you guys can go and connect with her say hey i listened to the podcast let her know that she is amazing because actually is doing such incredible things not just for her own family for all these other kiddos like Thank you're you. touching so many lives just by your classes but definitely a lot more is coming and I'm excited for you and all the things that will be happening. Anything else you want to add? No, I mean, feeling is mutual. <laughs> I think you're wonderful, really. Thank you. All right, guys. Yeah. So like always, only you can make your day amazing. So definitely go out and do that. Hey, mama friend, if this podcast inspired, encouraged, or gave you confidence to take action today, I would love for you to share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin. Then drop it in a message to another friend who needs to hear it too. The biggest compliment would be for you to take a minute from your busy mama day and leave me a review and subscribe. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to keep this conversation going. The best way to connect would be in my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. Till next time, lots of aloha. Goodbye.